Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. doing? My name is Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a multimedia resource hub for all things related to eating disorder recovery. I personally recovered from an eating disorder and am here to inspire you to do the same. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it's worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today, we are going to look at how storytelling can be a tool for you to chisel away at the personal narratives that keep you bound to fear. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, fear doesn't have to control your destiny. Freedom from an eating disorder and other patterns that are holding you back in life comes when you allow yourself to bravely face your fears. Every time you choose courage over fear, you grow stronger. And storytelling can be a tool that you can use. There are two thought leaders I want to invite in for inspiration today. One is Dr. Brene Brown, and I will be sharing her number one life hack here in a little bit. This is a simple question that has the power to change your life when you ask it frequently and when you ask it during these hard times. And the other thought leader is Dr. Carl Jung. He is the father of analytical psychology, also known as depth psychology. I want to share a quote of his that ties in well with what we'll be talking about in regards to storytelling. Now, he says, quote, the most important question anyone can ask is, what myth am I living? End quote. I like to rephrase it slightly and say the most important question anyone can ask is, what story am I living? Now, over the years, I have found it increasingly helpful to see my life as a story with chapters and conflicts and characters. And in this story, you are the main protagonist. In my story, I am the main protagonist. Recovering from my eating disorder was part of my story. Going on to start Recovery Warriors was another part of my story. And my story continues to evolve as I continue to evolve and shed the dead weight of childhood trauma. Simply put, we are authors of our life story. Except we rarely stop and think, what story am I living? Do I like this story? Like, do I even like this story? Am I happy with the way the story's progressing? If I had to pass this story on for others to read, what would they think? What, would I be proud of it? What would they think? And when I say this, what would they think? I, I don't say this so you can automatically go into judgment zone. You're like, how are they going to judge my story? And what would they say about the things I've done and what I should be doing, right? No, this isn't where we come in with hyper-focused judgment on ourselves, but to cultivate self-compassion and actually think about what happens if I had someone who actually cared about my story? Like they, they wanted to see me succeed in it. So someone who's invested enough to be picking up your story and reading it. And 
you've probably had stories where you get really engrossed in the story. Like you are in it and you want the main character. You want to see them win. You want to see them succeed. You want to see them overcome the obstacle or the conflict in their story. You want to see some resolution to their conflict. And if you, as the main protagonist of this story, are just sitting there stuck in a rut, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results, what would this reader say? Once again, this is not from a place of judgment. It's to be able to step out and see it from a bigger picture perspective, to have a more objective view of your story, to look at it from a bigger picture. You know, this person is invested in your story, but they're also detached from your story because they're not in it, right? They're not in the story. It helps a lot when we can have the same approach to our story, kind of step back for a second and look at it in this observer mode, like, huh. <laughs> Am I, I'm doing the same thing again here and it didn't work before or before that. Okay, something needs to shift in my story. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing or maybe there's some area where I need to have a little more courage just to make it through this part. Maybe there is something that's up ahead that's going to be scary and there's some things I need to know about it that I could come more equipped to be able to conquer this or get through it. And maybe if you're not a reader, you know, I'm a big time reader, but if you're not a reader, let's say this is a movie, right? You've probably had movies or TV shows where you're watching it and you're seeing the main character in a struggle and you clearly see what the protagonist needs to get ahead. And it's almost like you have more of the bigger picture than they do just because of the way that the director set it up. You're like, oh my God, stop the struggle. Go through that door or don't drink that or call this person. Whatever it is that needs to be done to shift the story, you kind of see it and you're, you're almost like yelling at them in the screen, <laughs> compassionately yelling like, no, stop it or no, do that, go there. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, <laughs> And when they finally do it, you're like, yes, you did it. I knew you could. God, man, took you a little bit, but hey, you got it. Figured it out. And you're like relieved, right? You're kind of sitting on the edge of your seat and you're like relieved. You're like, yes, you got it. I'm so proud of you. This is a, a way that I have started to look at decision forks in, in my life is kind of thinking that I have this external theater <laughs> or you know it can be this like benevolent like sometimes I think it's like my choir of angels who are kind of up there looking at me and they can't make my life decisions for me but they can be like girl stop it <laughs> please or yay go go keep going keep going they want the best for me the most important piece is that whoever is watching this truly wants the best for you right or reading it whatever they truly want the best for you when you can cultivate that in your own self saying, okay, wait, I truly want the best for myself. So how can I see this objectively? Like how can I externalize what a really compassionate and loving presence would say in regards to the conflict or the struggle that I'm in? Where would they say to go right when I always go left? Or where would they say do this when I always do that? And it really starts to help you see that when you have the courage to do the, the things that are going to interrupt the pattern or get you out of where you're at, if it's not where you want to be, that there's like this applause, there's this excitement, there's this, wait, the story is shifting. Something's happening here that's different than in the past. Therefore, the future is going to be different. And this is a key factor that we do hold the power within us to change our story. In order to have a great story, we have to have the courage to change our lives. We have to have the courage to do these different things, to step outside of our comfort zone. Now, if we have the power to have a great story, 
there's always a polarity to something. So we also have the power to live a stuck story, a stuck story where we remain the same or even worse, we get held back from realizing our full potential. So we have the power to have a stuck story or a successful story. And the difference between a stuck story and a successful story really comes down to how conscious we are of the patterns we are weaving through our thoughts, words, and actions. The most disempowering stories are often the ones we tell ourselves. So we have to start telling ourselves new stories. There is so much power in our stories and the narratives we choose to believe. When you believe a thought, you really don't have a choice. You live out of that belief. Like what we believe is what drives us to act. It rules us. We'll believe lies just because our mind gives us proof through the stories it tells. We can have thoughts, right? We can't get rid of our thoughts. At the same time, that does not mean we have to believe our thoughts and attach meaning to them. We can have thoughts. That doesn't mean we have to believe our thoughts. So with this in mind, let's start to look more into stories, right? And you can often think of the stories we tell ourselves have to do a lot with the thoughts that we weave together. We tell stories every day. We are telling stories about our past, our present, and our future. But we very rarely challenge our stories or even acknowledge that it's a story. Instead, we'll just jump to the assumption that it's truth. This is why I love Brene Brown's perspective in her book, Rising Strong, when she talks about her number one life hack to use to save relationships. So I think this is relationships with others and relationships with yourself is, quote, the story I'm telling myself is, end quote. Or you could also say, quote, the story I'm making up is, end quote. So the story I'm telling myself is, or the story I'm making up is, These are very powerful phrases in any moment that you are feeling fear or all of a sudden you can see that you are going into a really far out future scenario and it's not looking pretty and you're definitely not feeling very confident about it. These are a time you can say, whoa, hold back. The story I'm telling myself is or the story I'm making up is. So this is a nice little intervention to even first gets you thinking that, hey, this is a story. This is something that I'm, I'm creating in my mind, right? Stories are inventions of our mind. When you change your story, you change your life. If you're believing these old, outdated narratives that are no longer serving who you want to be and where you want to go, it's about time to rewrite them. And one practice that I encourage you to try out is one that I like to call multiple endings. And this is a training practice for you to start to see stories, your life story in a different way. And essentially how it works is whenever you, you know, start to see your mind attaching to a fear story and all of the terrible things that are going to happen and how it's not going to work out for you and in a story that you really aren't being favored in in the end. At the end, who got the short end of the stick? You. So when you start to see that these stories are playing, that you're not going to get what you want, you're going to fail, whatever it is for you that comes up in these fear stories, most likely your mind has fed you the story more than once. So in these moments, when you start to entertain these fear stories, you have to, out of fairness, give yourself another 
ending, one that makes you the hero of the story. Make a pact that you will entertain another ending of this story that puts you in a positive position. One that makes you the hero, the warrior of the story, the one who overcomes, right? And this one may be challenging for you because you may, the doubt, doubt dragons may come in and you may be feeling like you are pushing yourself beyond the capacity belief of what you're capable of doing or your self-image of how you see yourself in the moment. But this is how you start to rewire your brain to see yourself differently. See yourself as someone who can overcome, who can do hard things and put themselves in positions that, yes, are scary, but you still take action. So the point here is to train yourself to see yourself achieve positive outcomes. And this is an awesome practice to try out, you know, at a minimum of once a week. You know to yourself, boom, I'm going down the fear story. Wait, I'm going to be conscious. Okay, this is a fear story I'm telling myself. This is in the future. It has not happened, right? This is another way to remember. If it's in the future, this has not happened yet. Therefore, I do not know what's going to happen. So out of fairness, I'm going to entertain a happy, positive outcome. What would be the ideal scenario? If this totally worked out, how would that story end? I've talked about this with my students in the past, and they've said things like, oh, it's kind of like choose your own adventure. And you can think about it in this way, right? That in the book, Choose Your Own Adventure, right? There was multiple endings. What you made, like there's decision forks and the decisions you made shaped where you got to the end of the book because essentially you got to choose your own adventure. So you can kind of think about this as I call it multiple endings, but another great way of thinking about it is choose your own adventure. So if you're choosing the fear story out of fairness, give yourself the courage story. Give yourself where you show up, you face your fears, and you are stronger and wiser and better for it. When you tell yourself great stories and put yourself as the protagonist inside these stories, it will help you feel more empowered to change your life for the better. And if you continue to feed yourself the fear stories and put yourself into these fear stories, it's going to keep you feeling worse or held back in realizing your full potential. And the more you shift into the empowering story narrative, and stretch those new neural pathways, believing that you can have this and do this and get through it, then you're more likely to take action in that direction and change your beliefs. Going back to the very beginning, right? A belief is what drives us to act. It rules us. So you want to create beliefs that are going to drive you to take action in the direction you want to go. In the end, this is your story. This is your life. You can choose your own adventure you can have a different ending. So stop telling yourself the disempowering stories and start telling yourself the empowering stories. Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. And until the next episode, may compassion light the path you are on and courage keep you on it. You totally got this warrior. (laughs) 